This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of excellent craft beer and building community in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. He is amazing at Cornhole. Well, if podcast episodes were the weight in kilograms of two of Canada's most dangerous predators, the wolf and the cougar, you'd know this would have to be episode 80 of The Harmonious Gentleman. So if you put them both on a scale at the same time, they would... They would be 160 kilograms. 160. So they each weigh they each, kilograms. Yeah. Coincidentally. Like average maybe. weight. I wouldn't have guessed a wolf would weigh the same as a cougar. I don't know which I thought would Cougars be more. Cougars are thick, though. I would have thought a cougar was more, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe wolves are bushy. Yeah. Yeah. They're both pretty scary to me. What's what's scary? One of them is clearly scarier, though. Cougar, because you don't know what's exactly. hunting you. Yeah. yeah. Wolf, because it's a dog. Like, it would be hard to fight a wolf. Uh, but easier than a cougar, though. I feel like you can get a wolf's head in a headlock because yeah. the shape of, shape of its skull, it can't escape. Whereas a yeah. cougar would slip right out of that thing. Plus, it would yeah. be going at you with four paws. That's right. Huge paws. Oh, man. I'm Graham. So scary. Chris. I'm Tyler. Welcome, everyone, to our 80th episode of the podcast. That's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Graham, you wanted to do something like special for this episode. Yeah. And I was, I was wondering, like, what's significant of 80, other than it's the, the weight of, like, yeah. some pretty awesome animals. But, like, mm-hmm. we didn't celebrate, like, the 60, 70, or 80. So why were you so into doing something for 80? You know, that's a good question. I wish you'd prepared me for that. <laughs> I think 80, I don't know what you guys think, but like something about being born in the 80s. Yeah, I wasn't, but I hear like you. A, no, well, okay. For me, <laughs> yeah. it feels like something. It feels weighty to me. Weighty Am I wrong about 80. that? Like when I turn 60, whatever. But I think when you turn 80, like well done. You've, you've done a good job. So that's why, Tyler. Okay. And I think we've done a good job. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. No. I just I wonder what precedent it would set. Like do we have to every 10 episodes mm. do a... A big, a big thing. But to be clear, we're not doing anything special for this, are we? No. No, we're sitting in my living room. <laughs> well, Chris is wearing a swimsuit. That's the only difference from <laughs> yeah. normal. I thought we agreed we all were going to, but... Yeah. Um, we do have 80, 80, 80 cans of blind man brewing sitting on the table here. It's going to be a it's rough one. awesome. Well, whatever your opinion is on celebrating 80, I'm happy to be here, guys. Yeah. I'm proud to be in the podcast. You guys are amazing. Tyler, what do you got for us? Well... This past week, I had an interesting Instagram back and forth with uh, listener Lauren, and I'll share a little bit of that. It was um, referring to the topic of bullies, and I'll we had yeah we went back and forth quite a bit. So I'll try my best to paraphrase. And uh, yeah, she said some really cool stuff. So bullies are a fun topic. I think there are characteristics of a bully that make people successful and makes them fail. It depends on the yardstick and where your values lie. I see bullying every day is a power thing when you're an adult. Hmm. Bullying isn't just calling people names and stealing their lunch money. It is about driving really close behind someone when they are driving too slow for you, even though they're driving over speed limit. It is when you talk about other people with your kids in the car. It is when your entitlement Hmm. becomes more important than others. There is bullying online all the time. It isn't labeled as bullying. Calling people Karen or making fun of their looks, etc. Don't get me started on the silent mom bullying that goes on. We teach kids to be kind. I don't even know what that is. That'll me neither. Be something I have to ask. Yeah, about. I'm actually curious about that. Um, we teach kids to be kind, but when we aren't kind, it is a whole lot of bullshit. I think we are taught to go after what we want without focusing on the actually getting there. We haven't given people tools on how to communicate positively or negatively without destroying someone's feelings. We also haven't been given ways to cope with negative feedback or criticism, which comes across as bullying. Wow. Yeah, there's there's more. There's a ton in there. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Sorry. No, well, there is more, but I think that gives you, like, I just wanted to, I asked Lauren if we could share a little bit of that just because it was so good. One of the things that she got me thinking of is talking about people with your kids in the car, but I, I... was thinking after our episode just that there's probably a lot of bullying that goes on between divorced parents or even couples that are still together that don't get along using their kids as pawns and kind of mm-hmm. having an ear to yeah. kind of say what they want and put the other person down. I think yeah, yeah. that's yeah. probably a big one. Well, we talked a little bit about the 
like as teachers when we see bully behavior at school and the connection to parents. But I think I just love the examples Lauren gave like mm-hmm. that it's a little convicting maybe like, yeah, the, some of those, like the, like the driving ones, like, <laughs> I don't know if I, if I, I'm not the perfect model driver, but yeah, I didn't really think of that as bullying, but it totally is trying to get your way. Yeah. yeah. That message may have been better than our whole episode actually. So, yeah, so don't bother listening to the no, episode. I, I wonder if we re- could re-record 79 just for her <laughs> <laughs> reading that. Yeah, thanks for thanks, the message. It was awesome. Well, what are we doing here, guys? What are we, what are we going to get up to tonight? Uh, we're, we're kind of in fighting moods a little bit, right? Yeah, bit? it's already been a little bit. Uh, Maybe we are doing something feisty. special for 80. Yeah. Getting a little testy. I think I, I wrote down a, kind of a, I have some notes going here, and I wrote mini debates and moral quandaries. It's mm. kind of the tentative nice. title. I've been in a quandary goes. once, and it was... Something. Not the place you want to be, eh? No. No. Real quick note before we take a break and do recommendations. Uh, because this comes out on the day it comes out, if you're going to come see the Fowlers play tonight or tomorrow... You probably are. Um, sorry? They probably are. <laughs> well, if you Listeners, are, yeah. don't forget to ask me or the other guys for a sticker because we will bring them along. Tonight. And we'll hand them out. Yes. If you listen the day of. The 10th person, person is, to ask me for a sticker, I will buy a beer for. Okay. You've heard it here. Mm. Nice. I have, there's one other thing we should mention, um, December 3rd, mm-hmm. that's, uh, coming up pretty soon. We're going to have a special episode where we record live at 5024 general store. We're recording live. Home. Like we're inviting people there. Yeah. It's during their business hours. You should come well, check yeah. it out. We'll be, I don't think it'll be like piped through the speakers or anything, but right. no, it's a small space. That. You'll hear us chatting with a guest. And we can um, say hello too during breaks. It'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be cool. And that is where you can find our new t shirts. Oh man. They look so good too. And we'll Yeah. They feel good. They go with my swimsuit, would you say? Yeah. If you if you put your head through the head hole, it would look great. <laughs> I don't know what that even meant. All right. Oh, guys. I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks, Tyler. December third. Yeah. December third. D twenty four in Lacombe. Cool. Well, guys, let's recommend some stuff. Yeah. These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, spreading the love while serving up mouth-watering dishes and good times. Welcome back to our podcast. Gentlemen, my recommendation this evening um, is uh, important to me. Fast fashion is destroying the planet. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Fast fashion is <laughs> cheap. Okay. Uh, clothes that don't last long. Oh, I see. Yeah. They they're wasteful. They waste a lot of water. Right. Um. They're just not good in many many ways. And we we're weaned on to fast fashion right now. It'd be really cool if we could wear clothing for a lot longer. You know, buy higher quality clothing. Like that didn't get dirty. <laughs> no, I'm just saying they they don't make you know. I'm not going to attack like the store, but it wears out quicker okay. by design. You know, and yeah. that's just that lets it yeah. be remain cheap, but it's also not meant to last. Gotcha. We can agree. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's really cool when you can like take ownership of your stuff and make it last longer, right? Like it feels cool when you can like repair something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to recommend classic cleaners and tailors in Red Deer. Uh, hmm. My son's winter jacket, which we invested a decent amount of money into, really nice jacket, tore up the sleeve pretty bad at recess one day. And I'm sad to say my first instinct was to just buy him a new jacket. Mm-hmm. And then my wife said like, no, it's a good jacket go to the tailor and i was like oh yeah people can fix stuff (laughs) kind of forgot about that (laughs) so i took it in and they were lovely super nice took the jacket two days later gave me a call and then i'm thinking okay what are they gonna what does this cost right it was a pretty bad tear the whole Uh sleeve not that i really minded too but they didn't give me any indication what it might cost you guys have any 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 guesses because i i had no fix a tear uh, probably 20 22 dollars something like that yeah It it was 14 bucks wow and it was like good as new that is a good deal. and they were super nice and quick so classic cleaners and tailors make your clothes last longer fight the yeah. fast fashion. i like it you know interestingly it- my son just got his zipper fixed on his coat at the exact same place this week no because way. he liked his jacket and he didn't want to get a different one that's amazing i don't know how much he is paid it though. right downtown this one it's on gates uh sort of just beginning like the like south side no i wouldn't say right downtown okay. i'm not too far away what would you describe it as chris it's 
Well, I just, I was imagine. I think I've been to one, but it's is right it, down. Is it the one that's attached to the tuxedo shop? Mm-hmm. Like just bef- on the yeah. South Hill? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. Anyway, fix your clothes. Well, my, my fix recommendation. The fix the clothes, fix the planet. <laughs> my recommendation is H&M. i'm just kidding my recommendation is a book called moon of the crusted snow by wab gashig rice and it's a like post-apocalyptic kind of thriller is what i've seen it described as but it's kind of like a slow burn thriller like it's kind of like intense with but not a lot of action or violence or anything yeah, post-apocalyptic takes place in a northern kind of indigenous community. Yeah, I, I have a little tagline actually that I'll, I'll read that gives a, a sense mm-hmm. of maybe draw you in. As one society collapses, another is reborn. Ooh, cool. And I read one review that compared it to The Road, which is a, another, maybe if you've read The Road, you should read this one. Is it as dark as The Road? Uh, there are parts. The tone, I'd say the tone is similar, like where it's a kind of unexplained post-apocalyptic world that mm-hmm. people are trying to survive. And I'd, I'd say there's a little more of a hopeful message in this one. Book of Eli. Is that a hopeful movie more so? I thought so. Yeah. I don't think I ever yeah. saw it, but it's the same, same idea. Yeah. yeah. Like it's kind of like the road light. Nice. Yeah. 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 I'd say this has like, uh, it's about community and resilience and family, but there are dark Mm-hmm. parts for sure sweet thanks Dan. moon of the crusted snow sounds mm. fantastic i like that mr. i'm gonna mr k yeah um i interesting was gonna recommend something along the lines of what you recommended is just buying more expensive clothes that aren't like for real that you know just better brands that last longer sure and i've had some experience with that lately but i won't since you did that sorry so instead i'm going to uh recommend Although I kind of think I did this last time, a food product, which was, you guys, I'm sure all already tried the eggs and mayonnaise. You know what, Chris? I went grocery shopping two days ago and I bought rice cakes to try it. I haven't yet, but I bought them with the purpose of, I don't usually get them, so I'm going to try. Okay. So just another breakfast food because there's lots of places you can go to get the bagels, cheese. But to do this on your own, get a really good cream cheese and a high quality bagel. I don't really want to give a name of a place (laughs) because... There's really nowhere in Red Deer you can do it. But mm-hmm. we were recently in Canmore at the Rocky Mountain Bagel Company. And if you've been there, very good quality cream cheeses. You could eat the cream cheese just with a spoon. I feel like I did do that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Red Deer used to have some really good bagel shops, but I don't. If there is one, I'd like a listener to yeah, There used me to, to be it. one for sure. Yeah. And I can't think of where you'd even go for a good bagel. But where is the best bagel in Red Deer? I don't know. I don't I know. Canmore's a long way to go to get it, but mm-hmm. Rocky Mountain Bagel Company, if you're there. If you're driving through, pick one up. We always get the yeah cream cheese every time. And you can kind of negate the caloric intake if you like alternate between a bagel and cream cheese and the rice cake. Mayonnaise. The Miracle Whip. Miracle, Miracle Whip. Whip thing. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I want to buy Miracle Whip to try it out though. Is that okay if I just use <laughs> I can lend you some. Okay. Let's do it tonight. Tonight, gentlemen, we are going to uh, take off the gloves or put the gloves, boxing gloves on. How does this work? Depends what kind of a fight this is. Oh, dang. All right. Hi, bare knuckle or <laughs> what the gloves mittens. on? I got some mittens. I think Ty, we're gentlemen. We're going to use mittens. <laughs> Ty's taking his shirt off. He wants shirts and skins, I think, is what he wants yeah. to do. Shirts off, mittens on. All right. <laughs> we'll be back here in a sec. This harmonious conversation is brought to you by 5024 General Store. Skateboards, coffee, community. Visit them online or in beautiful downtown Lacombe. Tonight, I want you two to square off and debate. I want to have a master debate tonight between you two, and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to tell you the topic, and the gentlemen are going to be um, basically put against each other tonight and forced to defend a position. So okay. It's, it's, a, it's like a high school exercise. that For the purpose of convincing you or them or... You are going to convince our listeners that, you are, that your side is correct. Got it. Well, we should Easy. say like thanks to Andy for the suggestion Thank for this, you. right? Like where we... Totally. Kind of are forced to defend a position that we don't necessarily take. Yeah. Uh, I agree with. 100% Andy's uh, idea. So we're going to go for it. And now just so the listeners know, these, are, these guys have no idea what topic I'm about to bring up. And I'm actually going to assign which side of the topic they have to defend. Got it. Um... <laughs> I'm not going to automatically give you guys prep time, but if you request it, we can quickly pause while okay. I, while I um, 
grab a beer and you guys can just prepare your arguments. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, all right, here we go. You're going to debate the, um, the topic of capital punishment. Chris, you're going to argue against capital punishment. Tyler is going to argue for capital punishment. And in case you're not clear on what that means, it's the death penalty for crimes. Just, okay. just the death penalty. Just the death penalty. Okay. So there's some states in the United States that are still you know, incorporated, and we all know that in Canada we don't. So Chris, you are you can probably start. Um, Tyler, mm-hmm. do you want time? Um, you're well, arguing for. I'm going to stall a little bit here by just maybe setting some ground rules. Like, can we get my, up and walk around? <laughs> <laughs> like we're we're trying to do this harmoniously yes. too. Like yes. we're trying to have like a a civil conversation about this as if we disagree on the on yeah. the issue. Yeah. Okay. You're just presenting your point presenting of view. Tyler, points. your point of view happens to be that you are for the death penalty. Okay. I think I'm okay to go without. All right. Chris, we're going to start with you. I would like a um, opening statement. 30 seconds. Go. Okay. So the death penalty is used in certain places to terminate the life of somebody typically was created at, caused or being convicted of a heinous crime. Mm-hmm. My, I think one of the big arguments was how, or my argument would be is how certain are we that the person is guilty of this crime is the, who is the, who's deciding. So Time I, is up. Oh man, <laughs> 30 seconds is too short. No, finish, I, I apparently I need time to think of this. Finish your, well, you finish that thought anyway. <laughs> no, just like who, Besides, you know, yeah. What does that look like in terms of who's bringing the judgment? So, so is you, that just? So I'm hearing sort of two main arguments you're laying out to begin with. One, you could never be. How could you be certain? How can we be certain? And two, who's actually making that decision? And maybe those aren't the best arguments because I have more. But let's no, start with those. Start two. those. <laughs> Tyler, you have thirty seconds for your opening rebuttal, or no, just your opening comments first. Okay, some. Some uh, crimes are so terrible or like the, the, the crime indicates an evil inside a person that should not exist in our world. So like if, if someone is capable of committing a crime so heinous, um, there is no hope for. Um, I want to help you out here. Redemption? Not redemption. Uh, Restitution? Kind of like being able to go back into society safely. Oh, I see. Um, rehabilitation. Yeah. Rehabilitation. Sure. So, um, I'm not arguing for a liberal use of the death penalty, but in extreme cases, Mm -hmm. um, where there is no, um, I guess the only other option to keep maintain public safety is life in prison. Mm -hmm. Then the death penalty can suit the, the punishment may suit the crime. And for the, families of victims of such crimes anything less your three minute opening argument is allowing you to <laughs> argue rebut and re-argue but okay i don't going. think so i think i was like 40 seconds here's about 50 <laughs> no, chris is not in charge of the timing at this point that would be me um i was into it tyler i was yeah, yeah. good hanging on your every word uh thanks you guys for the opening uh statements um chris did you hear anything you want to respond to in uh, Tyler's opening statements. Yeah, I, I liked one thing he said was that there are probably some crimes that are so terrible. I would agree. And I think that's something we can agree on is that the terribleness of the crime means some people probably can't be rehabilitated, even if they those attempts should continue. But a person doesn't have to be murdered or killed or mm-hmm. physically cease to exist. That's not the only option. It's not like rehabilitation or death, mm-hmm. in my opinion. There could be. segregation or separation from society okay yeah okay yeah do you you want to respond to chris's opening to main points yeah there is one one thing chris said about the kind of like false convictions so um yeah the death penalty is irreversible so like you have no chance of if other evidence comes to light um after the fact that someone was not guilty and you've already ended their life, then yes, that is terrible. So I agree with that. But that I feel like that isn't part of the, that points to a, a different issue, like the effectiveness of our justice system. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the actual proper term for like, in terms of like debate lingo, but like, I'd agree with that point, but you I don't know if that, that is an argument against 
the death penalty. Um, I, I think that you just have to be really, really like our justice system needs to do a better job of convicting the right people. And there needs to be a process to, yeah, obviously like this is, feel so obvious like just yeah. and i would agree the, too that the justice system should be making sure that it is can yeah so like the right there's people. a there's a period between conviction and execution right i have a question for you chris if you did know for yeah. sure then would the death penalty be okay if you it's, knew it's hard for me to separate ethical moral dilemmas from what my personal faith um mm-hmm. because that's what informs my ethical and moral decision making and I think like taking a life is something that we're expressly told not to do mm-hmm. in any circumstance. So should you do it as a, as revenge or as a punishment? I know that the capital punishment isn't revenge, but for some families it's viewed that way, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Or as justice. I don't think it's justice. I don't think it's um, the answer to, I shouldn't say I don't think the argument is that mm-hmm. it isn't justice and, and it, Agreed, Tyler, that the justice system needs to do a better job of convicting people and ensuring that the correct uh, people are caught for the whatever the punishment fits the crime or whatever. But we're in a place where the system isn't that way. So that makes it that makes me double down on that argument that we want to make sure we're not doing it because often people are coerced into their what's the word when you confession or we should know that word. I should know that word. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler um, is capital punishment justice I think in the eyes of like the of some it would be yeah and the difficulty of this this topic is I think the utilitarian aspect of it like what's more like an effective use of resources and what is kind of going to be satisfied what's going to satisfy more people Hmm. or kind of like you mentioned like the moral side of it yeah like and taking someone's life is never moral whereas the other side i guess my side here would be that um it's not about there's no innate rightness or wrongness in an action it's more about the consequence so if the consequence of like uh, someone being sentenced to death, if the the end result satisfies more people um, or brings comfort to more people or justice to more people, then that action could be justified. Do you think that that argument has limits or would the, would the logical outcome of following that say, well, it worked and it satisfied people's thirst for justice in a murder case. What about in theft or in rape or in? Well, the the punishment still has to suit the cr- or uh, match the crime. Um, so like that's why I think you still eye. need a court system. Like yeah. you still need a like a judicial system to to make the the decisions about that. But I, I feel like the the idea that it is never okay to take a life is trickier than saying that sometimes it may be the more moral act i guess so like because i is am i correct that that's like your position is that it is never okay to take a life i think that would be the position that people who are opposed to the death penalty would take so what about war well i i guess i don't know enough about the argument if if there's a just war theory with these, with this group that I'm representing, or if it's like in no circumstances is taking a life appropriate, allowable in my own personal, like I'm starting to get to that point myself where it's never justifiable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then are actions morally right or wrong that like, I, I feel like that's where you're, you're more on the action side and I'm arguing for the, the consequence being moral. Right. And if you are, arguing to save the life of a serial killer. Right. Like I would say consequentially, like you're in the sure. wrong. Yeah. Like I'm arguing to make the world a better place by doing an act that some would say is immoral. And I think the argument but, that gets lost on me is that the, it makes the world a better place by killing another, an additional person. Uh, like that person doesn't have to be in contact with the victim's families or, 
like they can be separated, segregated, taken care of in a way that's still honoring a human being, but still removes them from most rights of society do, without killing them. Do all, all people deserve to be taken care of and have their, like, so this person who you're defending and protecting their life and taking care of them, like, do they, is everyone deserve that? Um, I think as a, yeah, do, do all humans deserve human dignity? I would say yes. There's, and there's no, irregardless of, is irregardless word? Regardless of what <laughs> actions they've lose taken. lose points for using irregardless. Um, On track. Yeah. My argument would be that people who have committed crimes, this is not going to be a popular argument, are also vulnerable, probably depending on what's happened to them in the past. Not that those things have to be taken account into account and like there's time served for that or anything, but mm-hmm. that there's a bigger story than the action that took place that was probably a terrible action that deserves certain consequences. And I agree it does, but that death is the ultimate consequence and that isn't something we should be after. Looks right. like Graham wants to say something. I, I, I actually don't. I'm sp- okay. spellbounded. Is that a word? Spellbinded. I'm, I'm bounded by spells. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a crescio. Well, thanks, guys. That uh, that's a segment. That's a very uh, <laughs> honorable debate. Oh man! Um, you have thirty seconds each to close your arguments, um, so people can consider where they're at. Maybe. So we're going to start with Tyler. You get thirty seconds to sort of sum up what you've said uh, for the listeners. Okay. Oh boy! Don't feel like I've said a whole lot. Twenty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it comes down to is. If you are taking the position that the act, like a specific act can be innately right or wrong, then you have to think about other, like if you're going to apply that same principle to the rest of your life, is there ever a situation where you take an action for, and you justify it for the consequence? Then, so like if you were to use a, not like a, a parallel action, mm-hmm. like stealing, mm-hmm. could you justify that with a consequence? Um, and say, well, yeah, the action isn't probably the best, but if the consequence is worth it or makes, I'll go, go back to like using the phrase, like make the world a better place, then I could justify that action. So if you could, then why couldn't you do that for, okay. um, capital punishment? Yep. Thanks Tyler. I hear that. Chris, you have 10 seconds to close your arguments. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there are many examples of decisions that people make that are terrible and cause a lot of harm and do awful things to specific victims and the people that they care about. They're also very serious things that people can do that have repercussions for them. Uh, And those are decisions that people make and should have to live with. And I think uh, there are times when we can see that um, somebody might make a decision to defend themselves or their family. And those are decisions that they have to make. And that might even lead to defending somebody to the point of death. But for the state, to take action to end a person's life as punishment for a decision is taking it to a level that I'm uncomfortable with. Gentlemen, thank you uh, for (laughs) that debate and your closing arguments. Did we get anywhere? Tyler convinced me that we should be killing people (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Tyler, do you want to just for our listeners, just quickly clarify your own personal position? Cause I feel like I just want to reflect on the, the whole experience there. Yeah, well, because that, that was not like? the position I would have taken. I like, am. I am not Me either. in support. Yeah, yeah. I know. I really, on purpose. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was challenging and it felt kind of yucky sometimes. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, um, but I, it was also a good exercise, I think, to just like try to mm-hmm. articulate the arguments in a way that is not mocking. Cause it, I could, it was, that was my temptation was to kind of go, in a oh i i didn't think you did i thought you had some really good points i tried but i but it was difficult that was the challenge of it yeah and i I feel like i left a lot on the table of what are the actual reasons i don't think capital punishment is a yeah good idea well we didn't you're gonna have to edit out some ums yeah many ums because because of the no preparation it would have been nice to yeah okay what are my three but But the the, the exercise was really interesting and and on both in both ways it's cool to realize why you think the way you think articulate it but also then to articulate the other side is yeah. i think interesting i i just I didn't say much because i just was enjoying the conversation it was wonderful yeah. and i think the lack of preparation is if we're trying if this is a like we're not 
we don't debate regularly. We have conversations regularly yeah. in, in our, in our lives and out in the real world. So you don't go into those with opening statements and no. rebuttals. Like you have to think of it on the fly and try to remain harmonious. And so, yeah, that was mm. challenging, but kind of fun. And I'm glad people know that it, I was given that position. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, reset, take a break and something new after the break. So listeners, we are now into segment two. We've asked Tyler to leave the room. It's just Graham and I here. It's a first. This is the first. We're going to, uh, I'm going to give a scenario and we're going to hear how Graham answers. And then we're going to repeat the scenario and Tyler will um, respond. And he won't know what I did. And he won't know what Graham said. Okay. So Graham, I want you to imagine this scene. You're driving on a dark road. It's raining. It's probably close to midnight. Mm -hmm. You're tired. And you're on a two-lane highway. Okay. In the distance, you see headlights coming towards you. Okay. And as you get close to the other vehicle, you feel a thump. And you realize you've hit something. Mm. You stop your car. And so does the oncoming car. And it's very close to you at this point. You get out and you realize you've hit a man and he's dead on the road. A woman gets out of the other car and she's crying almost uncontrollably and comes up to you immediately and says, I hit this man. I know that she sees too that he's dead and she's claiming that she has hit him but you know that you hit him first so that it was your you maybe knocked him into the oncoming traffic and maybe her car did connect with him but it was indeed your fault but i know but i know for sure it was my fault. you know for sure it was your fault i didn't hit a deer and she like i know for sure that's right it was this person you didn't do it intentionally Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you weren't driving erratically or speeding yeah but you hit the person she thinks she did and you're now thinking, what in this case, what do I do? Do and I'm that's all I'm gonna say. I mean, this is man, this is this is a dark, dark tale. It's a dark tale. It's really hard to like in these like in these sort of like what ifs to put myself in that moment. Although you did describe it really well, and I did feel like I was on that road. My initial reaction when you said that was right right off the bat. I would say no, you didn't. I I did like I, that. My my when you first said it, I just thought no, I don't think I could let her think that. But then I think about it more, and you're in your adrenaline's going. You're in that moment, and you go from that extreme low, right, of like realizing you hit someone or something, to that extreme. I wouldn't say high, but just like it flips on its head all of a sudden after you've come from that place. Moments later, when they think that they did it. And then would, you know, if I'm being honest, would I say, oh yeah, but I'll, you know, I'll help you out. Like, boy, you're a devious one. Mister. Would there be harm in her knowing, I guess, or harm in you? Yeah. What harm would there be for you in admitting it? Well, you're responsible and you're going to, you're legally culpable. Is that the word? Like you're in trouble. Okay. You're in trouble if you do, if you do that, whether or not it's what what the category is or i'm not really sure what the law would be yeah i don't know who's walking out at that time of night on a rainy dark road maybe in my mind i would think like what am i supposed to do that's almost uh, a set my sad answer is that i don't really know like Mm -hmm. i don't really know what i would do honestly i thinking about that chris right now i don't know i would hope that i would calm her down and say like this was my fault in that moment like right away I, i would hope that that'd be my immediate decision but i I guess the scary thing is I don't really know if that's what I would do. I hope though. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. It's yeah. kind of impossible to tell you exactly what I would do. I agree. Yeah. So I have hope in myself in that moment that I would do the right thing. And the right thing is to admit what happened to her. That is the right thing to do. Because why? Because I was responsible and I shouldn't let someone else think they did something that when I yeah. did it, it's putting it on them and not even just the criminality of it or, or whatever, but like just the, on their conscience that, that they did that. If there was no like legal ramifications, does that change anything to you? I mean, the, the reason you would you would not take you would not fess up is probably legal in nature, wouldn't it? I mean, in that moment, I would just get the get it off of me. It's, it's I'm not responsible. So all what happens? Did you just think of this? No, I saw it on something. Oh, it's good. It's really good. It has a lot of potential. Yeah. What but ifs? I, 
I'd like, love to give you a yes or no. But you know, I guess the thing is, is that I, it's not just a yes. I, I would tell right. you the truth. And that's maybe admitting, right? That I don't know. What do you think but, Ty's going to say? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think these are the, like these questions get invented so that you have discussions about things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then if, do you only tell the truth in big or little things or do you, um, if it, if there's no harm, no foul, like if she thinks she did mm-hmm. it, how is it really hurting if you tell her that she didn't or right. does it just if if there's not going to be any blame laid because it's not really your fault it's the person walking on the road let's say yeah um does that change how you would answer mm. but also too in that moment like maybe i would be convinced it was her like i, I guess yeah, you yeah. set it up as like i know for right. sure right and that's the point i think you know for sure so would you sure. take her guilt away but even in that moment of intense adrenaline right. and craziness yeah. maybe you'd be like oh oh, oh you oh you oh maybe you oh know, you did oh, okay right maybe you could yeah. convince yourself yeah that's in right. the moment you convince yourself right. weeks later you're sitting in a rocking chair with some rum and you're like what did i do oh i that was me you know yeah all right well i'm just going to quickly hit pause and we can hear uh mr captain's response. all right So Tyler's returned and Chris has just given the scenario to Tyler. So Chris, what do you want to ask? So I guess my question to you and we've Graham is remaining in the room because he's already given his response and he's just going to be a witness to yours now. So how would you respond in a situation like this? I think like what you're really asking is, would I let this other woman take the, take the fall basically like let her believe that she did it. And then when the authorities come, she kind of takes the fall and, or the alternative is own up to it. And I, I think the morally correct thing to do would be to own up to it. So I'm going to say that's what I would do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great answer. Right. Like it's like in, and again, this, if I'm thinking back to like, just trying to be consistent kind of morally or like, like there are, if, it, if the, yeah, so I'm going to stick with that answer that I would um I would tell the woman I think I hit this person take kind of accountability for my actions. Do you have further questions or do you want me to well, I, I could, guess a I question, could explain where my mind is going? Yeah, but. go ahead. Or Graham, you can jump into. Well, my answer was that my initial thought when he explained it to me was that that's what I would do. Yeah. But I also then realized like I don't really know what I would do. Like I don't in that moment of adrenaline and, and intense situation, you know, I, there is a possibility that given that opportunity, I, yeah. I, I could see myself panicking. Yeah. And that's another way to just justify doing something wrong, but panicking and saying, Oh yeah, but here I'll help you out. It'll be, you know, I could, that's not, there's not a 0% chance that I would do that. Right. And I, I, I'd agree with that, that that is possible, but if I'm answering it as what is, what is morally right? Like, what should you do? Well, I don't think that's what his question was. was it? No, it's like, what would you what do, do? You th- what do you think you would do? Um, I mean, the idea is to, as a thought experiment, is to yeah. explore should, would, No, and, and like, I think, but I do think there would be people who are can like, you oh, argue, I can get away with this. Can like, you argue that? Okay, so a question well, I asked Graham I'm not going to do it this time. No, <laughs> I mean, is there an argument to be made that even... So the question I asked Graham was mm-hmm. if if this wasn't about culpability or like legality, like the person on the road shouldn't have been there in the rain, in the dark, you're not going to get in trouble with the law. Like there's not going to be a ticket or your vehicle impounded. Yeah. So is there a, is there other reasons you would or wouldn't? Yeah. Cause do I, I would wouldn't do? want this other woman to live with the guilt right. of sign that she didn't do. Mm-hmm. Okay. What if 10 years in prison was a guarantee and you knew that? Yeah, like that. Once you start introducing, like, or Tyler's probably handed out the death penalty for it. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe changes it. Yeah, like that does. Like that I, might. Like you were you're talking about before, Graham. How there? Can you imagine? Can I imagine a situation where I would do the immoral thing in a similar situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. I mean, like a, a really. Kind of if you make it less severe, less dramatic, like in like hockey, like mm-hmm. if someone gets high sticked and I'm pretty sure it was my stick that hit this guy in the face, yeah. knocked his teeth out. Do you tell and, the ref? But the referee <laughs> thinks it was his own stick. <laughs> right. 
Like, yeah. am I going to kind of play it off? Like, yeah, it yeah. wasn't me. Like, yeah, I could see that scenario happening. I like to think that when the stakes are higher, I would be even, I would be more moral, but like, I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, it does make two complete. Yeah. No, but like, does it make sense? So that you're like, saying you would like, be, more, you would be, <laughs> when the stakes are when lower, the stakes are low, actually you actually cheat. But when cheat. they're high, exactly. I'll be that's honest. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, is that it's I, almost like, right. I do think that that's the way I would act. intuitive to me, but, but I it, hear what you're saying. But logically, it seems like the opposite. Like if the fear of getting a four minute penalty is but, enough to make me lie, then 10 the, years, the, in that, 10 years but that person is not going to be living with that for the rest of their lives. Like that's what you're taking off. Right. Of that yeah, person. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's more the cost of, so would you rather be in jail with a clear conscience or <laughs> free with the burden of knowing you did? Well, and I'm yeah, not saying that the right another, thing to do is this, but that's another thought experiment too. Like, let's say you did in that moment do do the non-moral thing and you just, you panic, you put it on them. How how do you think you live with yourself? How, 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 like are are you able to live on and just kind of compartmentalize that and not let it weigh you down? Well, and I think people do things in business, in life, to get ahead in their relationships regularly, where they know what the right thing is and they've chosen the other path, mm-hmm. and they have they must we must it's, like because I'm sure I've done it too. Mm-hmm. There must be a way that people just sort of gloss that over. Yeah. Well, otherwise, how would you continue on? Well, mm-hmm. self. Self-preservation is like, we kind of, it sounds like, even though you said there, someone takes the immoral path. Like, are we, are we certain that we, I'm quite certain that we're, we're on the moral side of this scenario, Mm -hmm. but like, should we be so certain? Like, is, could someone justify the action and still believe it? It was moral. Like, I Mm -hmm. I can see people taking the other path. Right. Even but, but, I, but could they justify about it? That? Yeah, but feeling guilty. But could some take it with guilt free? Right. That's a say, good question. Oh, this is, and that's, I, so that's I, what I was trying to get at with that question I was up that I stopped asking was like, is there a way to argue that the right mm-hmm. way to do it is to let her take the blame? Well, I think, and this is not not my position, but that I th- maybe you could define morality as like self preservation. So like as long as I'm. And maybe that w- the word wouldn't be morality. It would be like a, a philosophy or like a ethics, I guess. Like ethical choices are choices that maximize pleasure and reduce suffering. Mm-hmm. So, like if you're if you're operating on that idea, then you could probably justify. She thinks she did it anyway. So, right. Yeah. I'm not the one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. If you think of like, what if you had like a kid in the back of your car with you? <laughs> I you love know? adding the layers right. to no, it. So then like, then that out moment where it's like, oh no, we didn't, you weren't in the car that killed, you know, right. you, you're, you're going to be more And now drawn. they have to keep a secret for you or, <laughs> well, yeah. or you were or doing you something, you were speeding or you were drinking mm-hmm. or you were like add a layer to it. It's easy to make it. Oh, that's great, Chris. I actually think that yeah. it's a cool idea to send one of us out, send yeah. somebody out and then answer differently. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we have time for one more. Uh, I don't even know what the theme tonight is, but it's awesome. Ty. It, Tyler, is it true you're asking us both to leave the room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just ask a question and you guys come tell me what you think. I have a, it's a debate topic. So mm-hmm. we're going to, you guys are going to go head to head on this one. Yes. It's scientific. You mean I could it's win a, two debates today? <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you won one like, before kidding. you got here for the podcast, <laughs> yeah. that possibility exists. <laughs> here is the, the scenario or the topic. If the technology existed to genetically modify children before conception, so like you could go into and like genetically edit a child should we use that technology so it's kind of a yes or no question should we use that kind of technology can i yes ask or a no? clarifying question sure is that only like um superficial things or like to prevent like disease or is it like i want them to have blue eyes or anything genetic like you can genetically edit so you can edit anything yeah. 
any gene out so they don't have Parkinson's, but also so that they have Mm -hmm. six fingers if you want them to be a better pianist. That's what you would do. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to, I, I'm going to flip a coin and Graham, you can, you can call heads or tails. Okay. And then does he get to choose which side he's doing? Yeah. How about that? He gets to choose. Uh, Or do you not want to choose? I think it's more fun if we don't choose. Okay. So why don't you just say Head, that heads you're your for yes. it? Yeah. Okay. What? Heads. What? Graham is yes. Tails. Graham is no. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh shoot! Just dropped it on the couch. <laughs> this we is could do it again. It's audio, but we can. It's uh, heads. So yes. So you're yes. So start? we should use that technology. And Graham or Chris, you'll be no. We should arguing not for not using that technology to edit genetically, edit children before conception. Awesome. I mean, I've talked about this in class before. Um, like it, we call it like um, um, like designer babies is like a term I've seen used before. Because um, you seen Gattaca? Gattaca is all about this. Yeah. My whole it's argument is based on Gattaca, and oh. so I would prefer you. Didn't I'm not. Use I won't that. use it. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. Go. <laughs> um, to me, it, it comes if I'm arguing for it, it. It's a. It's actually pretty easy, I think, in terms of just it's ethically. Yeah. Okay. So we can talk about superficial characteristics certain proteins that cope for certain things. But when it comes down to it, if we can genetically eliminate disease, I think we have a, an ethical and moral obligation to do that. Like I think if there's a certain percentage of the population that gets cancer and you know that you can eliminate all of it and you don't do that thing, you're essentially giving people cancer because you've, you've made that decision. Hmm. You've, you've decided for them that a certain part, because your inaction is action essentially. That's what I think. All right. I think that you have them just, just like if you have a child and they're sick, you have a moral obligation to take care of that child. You need to provide the medicine. If you don't, we've seen what can happen if parents don't provide those necessities of life to, to kids. Right. I think this is the same thing. It's just you, there's an action you must take just like there's a medicine you must give a kid. And I think, yeah, I guess the real question is like, uh, if, if that technology existed, which by the way, it very well could, and, We're pretty close. And if I'm being totally honest, it kind of already does. You really want to get into it here. Like, we already look at genetic sequencing and we make decisions about terminating pregnancy pregnancies now. Well, and parents know that they have the right to terminate a pregnancy and they are told for various reasons right. by doctors to do so in and certain cases. there's genetic sequencing they can look at and say, you know, Down syndrome or, or whatever. Like, they can look. So, that's not tweaking genes, but that's mm-hmm. certainly using genetics to, like, decide. Yeah, big decision. So anyway, it's not the same thing, but we're on our way. I'm rambling a lot, but uh, I don't want there to be dead air. Well, Chris, Chris, are you ready to... This is one like, it. oh, it'd be good to think through some thoughts. But initially, my thought would be that any person who is considered, you know, this was a German argument about 75 years ago, that if you didn't meet a certain standard, you didn't have the right to exist, right? Eugenics mm-hmm. is not limited to genetic altering of the genome. Mm-hmm. This has been around since people have been around, determining what makes somebody worthy of existing, whether that's mm-hmm. the color of their skin, uh, their sexual orientation, their gender, if you want to talk about China, Um, Mm -hmm. all kinds of reasons that people have said this gives you the right to exist or not to. So if we're giving, if science is giving people more tools to say you are worthy of existing or not, I think that's really dark and grim territory. Hmm. In other words, like you have cerebral palsy, you're you're not worth as much Mm -hmm. as somebody who doesn't. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't be born. So if you... If you are, we're going to have a baby or a wife within a baby and you knew that by switching off a certain genetic code, there's no chance they'll ever get cancer. You wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's a good question. So I have twins. Mm-hmm. This is, this gets pretty personal mm-hmm. who have a genetic um, reason for being deaf. Mm-hmm. So I guess the question is if could I, if I could, if I knew that mm-hmm. as a young parent and I could have altered that so they didn't have that. Would I have done that? Probably the question would be, um, more realistically, would you have chosen for them to be born? Because that's kind of where we're at with technology right now. Mm. But if you could oh, if saying. you could actually fix that and edit yeah. it to make it that's so that they the, didn't, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a, yeah. Because, yeah, when, when 
I think parents of, of kids with any kind of, like people would say disability, but um, any kind of difference mm-hmm. would say, what is it about them that makes them who they are and special, right? So yeah. um, would you change that? I think a lot of parents would because it would mean less difficulty. Mm-hmm. But I think like my question would be at what point, where is that limited to? Slippery is it is it something that like I'm uncomfortable with or don't know what to do? Because often those things that are special about somebody also gives them opportunity and mm-hmm. makes you part of new communities that you wouldn't have been part of. And mm-hmm. yeah, I guess yeah. The, the topic I find it so interesting because there are lots of different ways you can manipulate genetics, and so like some are right totally superficial hair color, right? And I would say like you shouldn't have that kind of control. But then when it comes to... Yeah, you shouldn't renege on your argument because your argument was really good oh, to begin with. Sorry. Keep hammering your point, okay. I think. I don't really agree with it, but thank you. Just I, the to clarify, like the the scenario I was imagining was not the technology we currently have. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. It was like you could, like you could, you could like change the conception. Like you could, yeah. you could conceive the child, like the the perfect child in your own... I think I was focused on just the, the, the medical aspects of and would parents do that yeah of course i think almost without question i think if it's just part of the checklist but then but then you know but if you go back in time to people who exist with those conditions Mm -hmm. now and for basically this would be the argument i think that that all those communities would make so i'm not like i'm less of a person because Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. fill in the blank whatever i am blonde and have buck teeth have a hair lip have yeah, but that's just, it's, it's, it's whatever those things are. Very slippery slope. Like where where do you call it? Like yeah. if it's all cancers and that's all you can do and that's right. all you're allowed to do, yeah. then, then you probably do it. Of course we're gonna right. But eyesight, you're never gonna need glasses. That'd be great, right? But then with people who are, Gattaca is a good movie. It is really good. It brings <laughs> up all that stuff. Yeah. And so, where do people get their worth from? Is it from being like meeting some idealized mm-hmm. perfection, like looking a certain way? Being healthy clearly is a different argument. Do you so. think it would be mm. sort of an all or nothing? Like, like once we have the technology to um, mm. control for medical conditions, I think is it fair to assume that you'd also have the ability to control for superficial things? So then, if you have the technology to edit for for cancer. Would people would also be editing for uh, physical attributes so their kid could High be cheekbones and dimples or yeah. whatever? Well, that my kid's gonna play football mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Like, there would need to, I mean, realistically, because I, I do, I do envision a world where the technology is there. Like, I think it's, I think we're gonna get there. Mm-hmm. And that's not outrageous. Like, that's just no, where that's we're going. But I think that's gonna be where there's gonna be government regulations right like like will we argue for those kind of regulations where it's like you can't design what your kid's going to look like you just can't do that mm-hmm. and will that be like a moral stance that certain governments take and certain ones don't take um, right right and that's where it gets weird you know mm. uh it's a great question tyler it's a really cool i love the science behind it i love the yeah where the where your mind can go um i also like having to because i was hoping to get the yes because there's a lot of reasons mm-hmm. i think this is really yeah. This well, makes sense. Well, like, yeah, it is what people are going to start doing. But you're a good debater because when you were, because I, I, I think I'm when like, it comes oh, Nazis, bring those guys up. Yeah. You immediately <laughs> called me a Nazi, like within 10 seconds. It's like, come on. It's like, because I knew I was getting pummeled in the argument. <laughs> the I had first to bring, thing you do is, oh, let me, there, oh, there were people who did this before. I like oh, so a little jerk right away. <laughs> well, Ty, what do you think? Yeah. Well, what, what did you guys think about having to do that on the fly? Was it, I guess more for you, Chris, like I, like I actually was hoping I was going to get the yes. Mm. And then I felt like Graham was like killing it. Like, oh man, of course this is the right well, it's thing. Like, I but thought about it a lot with, with school and, and students and we've talked about this a lot. And quite frankly, I'm, my personal beliefs are very, are skeptical that it can be done properly. You know, that it can be not unfettered and not right really morally amb- ambiguous. Could, um, if you could prevent disease, of course, like, mm-hmm. yeah. That's hard I can't to argue see against. how that we yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah. But then like baldness, is that, that's not disease, but I don't know. What's the big deal if your kid never goes bald? Who cares? Yeah. Maybe hair but, is what we should be getting rid of. All hair. If everybody was bald. Everyone hairless. Well, that, that's the, like, I imagine a dystopian 
with that scenario, I imagine a dystopian future, like where everybody's everyone, the same. Yeah, like it's it, it'll go wrong. <laughs> like there's a lot of good intention, and then don't you teach a short story where everybody has a disability or they have a they have to take on Harrison Bergeron. Harrison Bergeron, yeah, yeah. Where every yeah they, to create an equal, equal society, you have to like wear handicaps or like yeah. If, oh, you, right. if you're more intelligent, you have like an earbud in that mm-hmm. will interrupt your thought process right. every thirty seconds to bring you down to where everyone is at. Well, that was a bit yeah. of a grab bag of topics tonight, guys. Yeah, but I thoroughly enjoyed those discussions. Went by very quickly. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like we we did have random topics mm-hmm. and they were they didn't really fit any theme, but mm-hmm. do you think this would be helpful to do this with like the the topics that are really uh, relevant in twenty twenty two? Would it be helpful to try to articulate arguments for a side that you don't agree with? Like it, it, today, I mean the death penalty, like. Mm-hmm. That is relevant, yeah. But it isn't the one I'm encountering and having conversations no. about every day. So I guess think, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. So I get I hear what you're you saying. What Do you think asking? this works if you just so like for example reconciliation or something like an mm-hmm. idea like that? Right. Someone who yeah. could you even do this in a way that's well, we chose not to do it on the podcast. Like we chose not to debate COVID or reconciliation, right? Or but did we choose that because we it's too volatile or man that's tricky because i don't want it to be mocking right because like you said before it could quickly devolve into just parroting like parroting some of the more outlandish opinions you've heard and branding the whole side as that yep and i don't want to do that either but but what we did tonight was like what's helpful about what we did tonight in your way of thinking through topics well with the capital punishment one I had to really try to give valid arguments for a position that I didn't agree with. So much so I guess that you created empathy. Me to change my opinion. <laughs> yeah. But I, I enjoyed like, listening to you do that. Like, I, yeah. I did find value in that. So I'm I'm wondering, like I I wouldn't I wouldn't be comfortable doing that on the po- like on the podcast for certain topics, mm. but because it's not safe. Well, I'll just. I I don't know if I'd be capable. I, like I said, I feel felt a little bit icky defending capital punishment. Like yeah. there would be that yeah. times ten if I was yeah, depending right. on the depending yeah. on what I'm trying to. So the topic but, is right, or the or, or whatever that we could do it again as an exercise. Yeah, but, or even just like in the not when it's being broadcast. Like, would it be helpful to just try to articulate? honest arguments for a side that you don't take mm-hmm. yeah. and i think yeah. i think so i think it would be like mm-hmm. i i feel like like maybe in 10 episodes or so we should try it again if this was like easy to talk about these things because they're kind of like whatever maybe we should try with something a little more oh boy well and then we but could, not quite but like could, the real <laughs> the real humdingers but, but would we but maybe we want prep time like maybe, maybe. if you actually want it to be yeah. a legitimate like you have to take you need to know what they even are yeah that would be helpful. You know, like evolve that process a little. I'd be down with, yeah. with moving that forward at some point. Yeah. yeah. Well, rhymes with concession. <laughs> concession? Right. It's good to uh, tell each other things that have been maybe on our minds for a long time. In this case, this has only been on my mind for a couple hours at supper tonight. I mentioned to my wife that I like Zamfir. He's a pan flutist. Flutist. Do you guys know Zamfir? Have you ever heard his music? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> okay, I will uh, send it to you. Anyway, apparently, this is something I should confess because I got a very dirty look. Couldn't. Sh- nobody could believe I like Zamfir. And I'm confessing that I like him. Okay. But these people knew who Zamfir was? They did. And they were embarrassed that I liked him. If I'm walking down by like a pier or a wharf or something in Vancouver and someone's got a whole set of flutes, pan flutes, and they're playing to like background music. That's probably that's what Zamfir, this is? yeah. Okay. I just find that very soothing. Okay. Like it's on in gift shops and stuff like that. Well, I think Zamfir is a person. 
Oh, it's not the an genre. artist. Oh, okay. So it's not a genre. The pan flute is, yeah, I don't know what so the among genre the is called. Among the pan flautists, he's the... He's like the Kenny G of pan flautists. Oh. He's that good. How do you good. hate on that? Well, it was like, <laughs> how old are you? Is This is embarrassing. Nobody likes pan flute. I was like, really? Oh, I just thought it's soothing, nice music. It is true. No one likes pan flute. Okay. I'm going to look him up for a drive home tonight. Let's yeah, we it. should listen to a couple of the songs. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll put over the ending here. That'd be awesome. Um... Thanks, Chris. That's quite embarrassing. Um, I guess. I, mine, you like pan flutes. Mine's, I don't know if it's a confession. You guys let me know. I was driving home from the airport today from Edmonton. Dropped my mom off to fly home. Had a great visit. And um, There and, was an oncoming car. <laughs> <laughs> I'm driving along and, you know, usually when I'm on the highway, you go a little faster than 110. But like, I was in oh. no hurry today. Just set the cruise for 110. Let everyone just fly past me. It's all good, right? Relaxing. But I noticed there was a guy who passed me who was not getting out of the fast lane, right? Like he's just cruising the fast lane. He passes me. He's got four or five cars behind him waiting for him to move over. He just doesn't move oh, over at all. So annoying. He just refused. And that's like it happens lots. It's a hilarious. When you're watching it, it's funny. When you're experiencing it, it's very frustrating and yeah. kind of dangerous, actually. Kind of nice for you to be in the other lane just checking I, in on And it. I was observing it and I was watching it and I was laughing quite a lot because these people would get so close to him, <laughs> aggressive, you know, wait, and they rip, whip around him. Oh, yeah. Right? And it happened, I saw it happen five times, but then I thought, I'm kind of enjoying this. So my confession is that I, I increased my cruise to follow oh, him. to keep up. Just to watch this guy. Just to see how much... Did you ever become part of his trail? I started to, but didn't want to go quite that fast. So my confession is that I just basically sped up for no other reason than just to watch the chaos this guy was causing. What you should have done is gone like right beside him and matched his speed. Really, <laughs> that would have been really funny. I did it for about 30, 35 minutes. And oh, wow. I counted at least 20 cars that like ripped around him and got upset, like at least. And there's a wow. few scenarios that were dangerous that he caused. Like people who would, they're the back of the line behind him. So they whip up to, to the front of the line. Oh, yeah. And then, then no one, let, no one lets him back in because there's a car in front and there's those scenarios. And, I mean, I was hanging back pretty good, so I wasn't really... People get very impatient, don't they, on that highway? Oh, they really do. Yeah. But also, like, public service, like, just get out of the fast. I I just don't understand how you don't understand. I just, I picture obliviousness. They just don't know what's going could it be, on. Could they have been British? Um, potentially. Thinking that was the slow lane? Potentially. What do, what do you guys think? Do you think they legitimately don't know, or There's a, they just uh, don't care? If you don't know, you're, you don't know the rules of the road. Like, that's a poor excuse, I think. I think in, in very, there are situations where you're in the fast lane and you know, if I go into this, the regular lane, I'm going to get stuck here for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's a truck up there. Yeah. So I want to stay in the fast lane. But if it's for, I don't know how that long. That wasn't happening here at all. No, no. like. Like, he should yeah. increase his speed so that he is not a problem or no, move or over. Move over. But it was just—it was funny in like a thirty-minute interval, just how many interactions yeah. I saw. It was, and you know exactly how those people feel. And but yeah, so I, I wasn't taking joy in their frustration. Maybe that's little, my confession a little bit. Just to, it was yeah. like I was watching a nature documentary, and it was like, yeah, Tyler. <laughs> well, my confession is that I had a recent confession that was not really a confession and was just just really crappy. It is brought to brought to oh. light from listener Jason. He said my my confession about drinking too much coffee was like an invalid, <laughs> not good confession. I said mm. I didn't really have anything on mind. I thought of that on the spot. Yeah, and it. So he called I, you I out. have no intention to drink less coffee. He called me out. He he knew. What was that? The point of your confession to drink less. Kind of like it was I drank. My confession was that I drank too much coffee. So you should change your habit. So, and he just said that's not a good confession. Yeah. I'm not stopping listening you, to this You do lots of other things that you should be confessing. <laughs> so he, and, and he implied that as a group we do, we are guilty of kind of false confessions mm-hmm. or, or confessing to things that are not. That's hurtful, Jason. But also it's convicting. Like I, I'm. It's partly I'm, true. They're not it's all very, winners, like with sure. my confession is that like that confession was not a true confession at all. I was had no intention to drink less coffee. But maybe your confession and, is that you drink, you know, you drink too much and you're not going to change a habit that you probably should change. Yeah, yeah. it was still I pretty guess. lazy. Let's be honest. Okay. My confession was let Zamfir. me do my confession here. <laughs> Jason. Sorry, Jason. And we appreciate Tyler. Jason no matter what. So what is your confession now? Well, 
That he had a bad the, confession last time. Yeah, okay, my confession okay. is that I had a bad confession. I got it. And that I, I promised to do better. No, it actually like came up while we were watching um, an Oilers game. And I was streaming the Oilers game um, from a website that I had not paid for. So oh, boy. He, that was now. maybe he, like something I could confess to mm-hmm. is that I have done that. Hey, if they stop flashing ads at me for gambling every two seconds, maybe I'll pay for cable. <laughs> That's the deal I've made. They're gambling Anyways. with my dollar if they keep doing that crap. <laughs> All right. Thanks, you guys. That was a, a wonderful time. Uh, like always. Like 80 yeah. other times. Hmm. Yeah. So December 3rd? Cool. Yeah, December 3rd. Come visit us at uh, 5024. Yeah. Maybe get a shirt. Yeah. November 19th. Come visit us at... Red Heart. Red Heart. 19th and 20th. Yeah, which is today and tomorrow when this episode comes today out. Today and tomorrow. So yeah. They might be sold out, but maybe show up and you never know. Yeah. But if you're already going, come say hi to us, get some stickers. Cool. It's it's about my band, but it's more about us in the podcast. So <laughs> say hi. Uh, real quick, Chris, if we have listeners mm-hmm. who are just desperately pining to... Feels like the this. emails are increasing mm-hmm. lately. So And people have get, been getting a hold of us at harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. It's that time of year. Mm-hmm cozy up by the fire and write us an email you know yeah or uh just scroll through instagram and like some of our posts there or like uh like uh oh shoot our, mm. our listener who i, I read there lauren lauren yes. thank you yeah. like lauren did just send us a message and we'll we love hearing what you think and even if you disagree with us we look forward to that mm-hmm. do it anonymously if you don't want people to know that's fine too can you post anonymously on Instagram? Uh, I don't well, we so. probably don't know who you are. We can also with specify your Instagram if, if we're going to read it, not to say their oh, name. Oh, I see oh, what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, agree. We might point. know who you are, but if you can, we yeah. can keep it anonymous, right? Yeah. We also have a great website, which kind of collates all that. Uh, Harmonious gentleman at g. No, just harmoniousgentleman.com. dot mm-hmm. That's right. All right. That was so much fun. Uh, thank you to Krista for the cookies mm-hmm. in honor of her 80th. She yep. made 80 cookies. So right, we've only got three left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, guys, I guess I'll see you next time. Hmm, on the Harmonious Gentleman podcast. Yep. Harmonious Gentleman.